Today we're going to talk about the current real estate market, how to be resilient and show persistence in this challenging marketplace. We're also going to bring on a guest that's going to talk about what you need to expect when you're buying or selling real estate. We're going to touch a little bit on the rising interest rate environment and then also what's the market opportunity and is it a good time to purchase a home currently. So thanks again for joining and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I'm your host, Greg Wareham. So I'd like to introduce today's guest, Mr. Louis DeMeo. Louis, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So Louis, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I've been in real estate for about 16 years, a little over 16 years. I work for Keller Williams Central Monmouth. Mm -hmm. um, just recently, I transitioned into KW. I was with another agency. Um, sure. And, you know, took, uh, it took me all by surprise, the whole KW brand, and, you know, I'm, I'm Really excited for it. It's Fantastic, and I and I know that you've you've been doing it a long time. You had a lot of success in real estate, yep. and you know, as as we were kind of talking a little bit before the show, you know, one of the big components of being a successful real estate agent is understanding the consumer and setting those client expectations. Right? Absolutely, that's very important. So, if I'm someone that's looking to buy a house, what do you think are some of the expectations that I should have with a real estate agent that I'm working with? So buying a house to me is one of the most important things you need to really look at your agent, right? right. So um, looking for an agent that is extremely transparent with you, um, that's going to have, you both are going to have trust with each other. Sure. Um, because think about it, it's one of the largest purchases you'll ever make in your adult life, right? Yeah. So you need to have the confidence in them and they need to have the confidence in you um, because it's a two-way street, you know? Yeah. Um, you no doubt, like how do you, so I'm a consumer, again, I'm looking to buy a house. Like how do you instill that in me? Or you know, what should I be looking for as the consumer? So um, big thing is looking at their track record, right? Mm. That's really important. Right. Um, I don't want to downplay agents that have just got their license, mm -hmm. right? You know, that are just starting out in the industry because honestly, there's some really, really good ones that are starting out. Sure. There's some people that joined our team that are killing it right now. They're brand new, they're ambitious, um, they have all the energy, and they're really excited in this challenging market. Sure. You know, so that's, that says a lot. Um, but you really want to look for an agent that is really going to sit there and put you first. Sure. Right? Because they don't, you don't realize that an agent has the transaction in their hands and they can lose that, mm -hmm. and you could potentially lose a dream home right. if the agent isn't following up with the proper protocols or being aggressive, because you need to be aggressive. Yeah, you know, and we were talking about that uh, before we came on camera yeah. about how persistence has become just a, it's a vital characteristic right now. Very vital. Because you gotta make sure these things are going in a very smooth fashion. Your point, you're following up at the right time. To, oh yeah. Yeah. And it's important because you know, a perfect example, we had um, a colleague on, a, on another team and she was like, you know, brand new. She just started out. She's like, Louis, she's like, you know, I showed this house twice and um, the offer, um, you know, they already accepted an offer days ago, but I was texting them and they weren't getting back to me. And, you know, my client's all upset, you know, and she was really upset about it. Right. And I gave her some really good advice. And I says, I'm going to be very honest with you, but you know, you're doing a good job, but you have to be very aggressive, mm -hmm. but professionally, right? right? 
um, because you always want to be professional because you never know when you're going to work with that agent again right. or when they're going to need you. So it's, it's a small world. Even though there's a lot of agents, it is a small world. So you always got to be respectful in that aspect. You know what, too? I'm thinking, you know, this market's so convoluted right now. Oh, yeah. So we know that we have limited inventory right now. We know oh, that yeah. interest rates have been this rising interest rate environment. How do you how do you think from a consumer standpoint they're able to manage their patience level with everything? Or how does it how can an agent help with that, the right agent? So it's all again, confidence is, goes a long way. Right. Right. You know, I was just with a buyer just recently, um, and I was sitting down with them and they were you know, they, they were with another agent before and um, they were brought to me and they were just, they were at a point where they were just ready to just give up, mm -hmm. you know, and they were like, should we be buying? Should we just be renting? Um, and they were just losing offer after offer. And, and I looked at the whole picture and they were, and I believe that they weren't represented properly. Right. Right. You know, and it's also the agent has to be in good, you know, it has have to have good energy and have to take care of themselves, right? Sure. I have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself because that's really important because that's going to pave the way for my success. Sure. Because if the agent's not good, then guess what? My clients aren't going to be good, right. you know, and that's really important. Um, so it's really, you know, looking at for that example, just kind of telling them, you know, it's going to be okay, mm -hmm. you know, and we're in this together. And I approach every real estate transaction like it's my own right. and it's a journey we take together and and i also make sure that i don't overload my buyers sure. i keep my buyer pool small so i know i'm giving that undivided attention to my clients at all you know what that's a really great point because i think that knee-jerk reaction for some people is i need all the customers that yeah. i can get i need all the yeah. people going to buy or sell but at the end of the day if you do that how can you possibly service all those people absolutely right and that's a great, great example because, you know, during COVID, you know, there was a lot of, you know, agents that got their license, you know, brand new agents, and they were bombarded by clients. Mm -hmm. And, and again, yeah, the, you know, they were, they were successful because of the high inventory then everyone mm -hmm. was selling and there was tons of buyers, but, you know, and even me at one point, I had way too many buyers at one point and mm -hmm. I, you know, I stepped back and I had to check myself in a way, in a, in a good way. I said, it's not about the money. Right. It's about the customer, the client, and the realtor experience together, yeah. right? And I had to sit there and say, you know what? I realized I'm gonna make sure my client pool is less, mm -hmm. that we're focused so I can have more of that personal attention because you're not gonna be successful if you overload yeah. yourself. You're not, there's yeah. no way. And you know, it can never be about the money. No. And you see a lot of people come into our industry, whether it's real estate or in my world, the mortgage industry, and they come in it for the allure of money. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you're someone who's coming into an industry, any industry, yeah. and it's all about the money, it's just a bad fit. Oh yeah. Because it's about the people, yeah. it's about the consumer, and it's about leading them down the path that they've enjoyed the experience, especially when it's the biggest purchase of your life. Oh yeah. You know, or in, from a mortgage standpoint, it's the most debt you're ever gonna take on your life statistically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just have to make sure that you're, you're partnered with the right people that are kind of hand-holding you in a lot of ways through the process. And more than anything else, make sure you're educating them yeah. and they understand the process of what's going on. I couldn't agree more. And that's why it's really important to surround your clients with people that are um, that know the industry 
that are educated on the lending aspect, mm -hmm. the title, having a good attorney for them, um, because all of that is going to help the transaction and it's going to communicate all the information that they, they need to, you know, have a successful transaction. Sure. You know, it's important. Now, how do you feel about the sales side? So now when someone looking to sell a property, hey, if you're selling a house right now, you can basically get any price that you want from the house. My house is gonna sell in 48 yep. hours. Everything's gonna be tremendous and fantastic. But what's the reality? Reality. So the market's shifted, Yeah. right? Um, you know, the interest rates are still high. Um, the houses are selling. Mm -hmm. You know, we are still seeing right now best and final, mm -hmm. you know, um, but houses aren't going so quickly as they were during even, you know, six months ago. Sure. Right. Um, you know, and the listing aspect is, you know, we're seeing the best and final. And with that being said, I don't think that that is benefiting their client, the listing client. And, and do me a favor for the consumers that could be out there listening, explain what best and final is. The best and final is something that was kind of made up um, during COVID, um, you know, you know, with me being in the industry a long time, that never existed prior. Okay. You know, so best and final, I believe was kind of invented by, you know, the, the rush of realtors getting their license during COVID. Um, and what it was is it gave them a time frame saying Monday by 5 PM, all offers must be in. Okay. If they're not in, then, you know, snooze, you lose, right. you know? So, there were so many disadvantages to that, mm -hmm. right? And you know, with that being said, it's my theory is if I was a listing agent and I have offers and I would represent, would present all of those offers to the, my, my client and try to work with everything on paper. Sure. You know, and you would have these agents that are, oh no, if it's not in, you're not gonna, you know, that's it. You know what, when you say best and final, what I think about is the velvet rope, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, they put the velvet rope in front of it to kind of almost create more demand for it. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, no, you can't get in. You can only get in if you give me yeah. an offer that's your highest possible offer yeah. by 5 o'clock on Monday. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it just puts a lot of pressure on people. Tons of pressure. And our clients felt that. Yeah. You know, because, you know, and it's... I've had a perfect example as well as I had an, a client that was, you know, we went in, it was best and final. And then, you know, my client's like, I, I, this is the max I'll pay for the house. So we submitted the offer and then, you know, we waited, we waited and then they slept on it, slept on it. And then they said, you know what, you know, we're getting a gift. We're getting more, we're going to get a gift and our parents are going to give us more money because they know we really want this house. Right. But then I, I approached that to the listing agent, but it's too late, Yeah. you know, so... It, it just didn't work. And I feel like it, it's a disadvantage to the client on the listing side because you could have worked all those other offers sure. and maybe got a lot more than what was presented. That's actually, that's a fantastic point. Yeah. Because there's no, where's the negotiation with mm -hmm. that, right? None. And when I look at the role of a real estate agent, part of that is the negotiation. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of it. We're oh, not yeah. just opening doors for people to go look at a house or putting something on the MLS. There's a lot of skill associated with the negotiation yeah. piece. And to your point with best and final, well, where's the negotiation end of it? At night. Hey, right? So yeah. if I have 10 different offers, well, there should be that individualized consideration because you have a fiduciary responsibility yeah. to the seller yeah. to be able to negotiate that back and forth to try to get them the highest price for the prop. 
Of course, of course. And, you know, back in the day when I first got my license, that's what we did, yeah. you know, and that was the best part of my job is going back and forth with the agent and, you know, um, okay, we'll go up 5,000 and, you know, and they would come back and, you know, okay, 25, you know, it, it, that was the excitement of the job. Sure. Because your job as a buyer's agent was to get the house at the best price possible for your client, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you're the listing agent, get the most money for your client, True. right? But it was such a good, it was so professionally done back then. Right. Um, and then, you know, we all know COVID and, you know, the, the crazy market happened and it kind of ruined the way we did real estate. Now, do you think that's a product of supply and demand or a lot of new people coming into the business, combination of both? You know, combination of both. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that a lot of the new people coming into the business, I think they weren't properly trained. Mm -hmm. You know, listen, we all went to real estate school and we took the test, and but there was nothing in that real estate course mm. that talked about how to present offers, how to be have humanity in this industry. Yeah. There was none of that. Yeah. It was just a, t a test, a school test, and then a state test. You know, but it also, I believe, reflects on what company you put your license with. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a firm believer in, especially Keller Williams that I'm with in Central Monmouth, our training is unbelievable what they do for our agents to sit there and make the agents successful sure. on both sides. Sure, yeah, the that's fantastic, side. amazing company. Yeah. Amazing. It's, you know, as you talk about the humanity end of it, yeah. it's, you know, there's no real forum for the consumer, aside from a forum like this that hopefully people gain information yeah. from, to be able to understand the process, what's going on in the industry, to understand all the different facets. Yeah. So if I'm a consumer, I can't call 1-800-MORTGAGE or 1-800-REAL-ESTATE yeah. and get a non-biased, objective opinion yeah. as to what's going on with their transaction or how they should move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. We need to create that. We do. And this, <laughs> and this is a start. This, this is. is a start because, yeah. you know, it's... And then on, on the lending side, if you try to get any lending information, think about it. The client goes online and puts in their information and they're automatically presented with sales. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, they're trying to, you know, reel them in when trying to get them as a client, but there's no humanity, there's no yeah. real honest, you know, discussion about the lending or even looking for a, license, that, a good that, license realtor. That's such a great point where it really becomes, you know, become sales oriented to your point, Lewis. And really, because it's the biggest purchase again, the yeah. biggest amount of debt you're probably ever going to take on, there really needs to be an educational forum. Yeah. So you understand the choices that you're making. Correct. And, and really, the, you know, that's, that's our job. Mortgage, real estate, yeah. for people who have been doing it for a long period of time. It's how do we better educate the consumer so they understand the process and, and make sure that they're working with the right people to give them the best fit for yeah. it. Yeah. So I just want to come back to the seller end of it for a second. So I'm looking to sell a property. Now, are the ugly houses selling still? They are. Okay. <laughs> they are. They might sit on the market for a couple more weeks, but they are selling. You know. So, so all right. So we still have the houses are still selling once mm -hmm. they go on the market. I do you feel that it's important for people to prepare their home to be sold? You know, and that's a really good question. Is during COVID, um, it, you know. It was just put a sign on the front and you're gonna have a blind around the block, but it shifted, right? Mm -hmm. So now I approach, I just went on a listing appointment and it was, 
we need to make some modifications, mm -hmm. right? We need to fix some things because, again, we are going to have a buyer 8% interest rate, whatever the interest rates are, 7%. Mm -hmm. You know, they are going to be a little more, you know, picky with what they're looking for. Sure. So, yes, the modifications, I think, are important. So do you recommend some type of a, a checklist for people or is it really case by case when you go into the property, Lois? So, you know, there's a case by case basis, yeah. right? Um, you know, we, KW, our, our office has amazing uh, tools for our clients to go over prior to us even walking into the house to, mm -hmm. to assess it. Um, but it's, it's a lot of it's most of it's a case to case basis. Would you be kind enough to give everyone out there three bullet points? Like what are three things that you really need to make sure are done to the house? So important is definitely the basement, yeah. right? We always assess the basement because the basement is the foundation of the house, right? It's the bones of the property, I, I always say. Um, so we, we always assess, make, you know, water, um, any structural issues, mm -hmm. that's important to address. Um, also kitchen, any kitchen repairs, because that's a huge thing people are looking for is, sure. you know, kitchen and any repairs that need to be made. Functional kitchen. And bathrooms are important, yeah. you know, leaky toilets. Right. Um, Make sure the caulking's done. Yes. Right? Everyone yes. hates that black stuff yes. around. It's disgusting. And I can't tell you multiple times where I'm putting on gloves prior to, you know, taking pictures of a house and I'm cleaning the house myself um, because I want to make sure that it is, you sure. know, looks good. Well, you know what, to Lewis's point, if those are going to be three things that you really got to look at, you'll get the, the basement, the foundation issues, mm -hmm. if there's any type of water issue. In addition to that, you got to make sure that the kitchen looks great, right? People spend a lot of time in their kitchen. Absolutely. Yep. And then bathrooms, just make sure they're super clean, right? You want to yep. go in and walk in and be like, I can see myself in here taking a shower, getting ready for work and doing those things. Yep. So, you know, that's a nugget for everybody. I really want you to yeah, take that one it's important. in. So, Lewis, we're going to go to a quick break. Great. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a little bit more of the customer experience. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the market in the form of interest rate and things like that. So, everyone, just stay tuned for a couple of minutes. We're going to go to a quick commercial and we'll be back with Lewis DeMeo, Greg Wareham, one minute. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Greg Wareham, Louis DeMeo. So, Louis, we're talking a little bit during the commercial break, again, about the customer experience. You know, when I come from the cloth of you have to be doing some type of buyer and seller consultation in this marketplace because it is unusually challenging. Yep. You know, what's your process for that? Yeah, so I do things a little different okay. and it's been very successful for me. Um, I like to take the real estate out of it and people think I'm crazy for doing that, but I want to get to know them on a personal level and I want them to get to know me on a personal level sure. because it's a trust and we need to see if we're going to be a good fit for each other. It's a business relationship at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but I like to do client dinners, and my people love it. You know? I could see that, though. Yeah. I mean, you have a great personality, and Thank you're you. very knowledgeable in what you do. All right, so you go out to a dinner. So now, do, does most of your business come from referrals? They do. Okay. Um, because I've start, I started this thing, and then it just started referring and referring and, yeah. you know, kind of building that way. All right. So now I, so I'm, I'm calling you and I'm looking to purchase a home. Yeah. You know, at that time you kind of set up a dinner to go out with them and get to meet them. Yeah. I, yeah. first thing I asked them is what type of food do you like? You know, and they said they're, they're kind of surprised. I'm like, well, I want to take you to dinner um, and let's talk. Yeah. And, you know, so we normally go pick, you know, I pick a restaurant that they like and we sit down and we enjoy a nice dinner and, I do not talk about real estate for probably 
majority of the dinner. Yeah. I want to know them because while I'm talking to them at that dinner, I'm picking up key information. Mm-hmm. Do they have kids? Do they have pets? Sure. Are they looking for? I'm, I'm picking it all up and I'm processing it all. You know, and the most important part about that is you're getting to know them. You're getting to know them on a personal level. In purchasing a home, it's a very intimate process. Oh, yeah. I mean, where are you going to sleep? Where are you going to shower? Where are you going to make the lunches in the morning or your lunch in the morning? I mean, it's a very intimate process. You need to understand their entire dynamic. Of course. To make sure as you're looking at different homes, it's the right property for them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility, and you have to make sure that you're prepared for it. Sure. And I think, you know... Every day, you're doing your homework, your checklist, as you know, in my head, I'm always checking off like, okay, did I do this? Do I do this? Setting myself reminders, because it is a lot of responsibility on an agent. So I know most of your clients that you work with are referred to you personally. Yeah. So from a consumer standpoint, for people out there right now watching, how should they go about finding the right real estate agent for them? So it's a good question. Um, and it's best response I could tell you is do your research. You know, um, a lot of people tend to go on the big companies' websites and they, you know, fill out a form looking for an agent. And what that does is it puts them in a pool of a lot of people. Most of them are newer agents, not experienced. Mm. And that's what they get represented with. And that's what they get teamed up with. And sometimes when that happens, they are looking for other agents or they're shopping around and, you know... You know, Lois, you see the same thing on the mortgage end, Yeah. right? I mean, if you're calling an 800 number for a mortgage, when you're looking to borrow a half a million dollars, you know, there's no relationship there. It's completely transactional. And you and I both know that the process of purchasing a home, selling a home, getting a mortgage, I mean, there's a lot of different moving parts. And you need a certain level of concierge service to make it a pleasant experience. Absolutely. You know, yep. Anyone can do our jobs and give terrible customer service. But you know, this is really, it's about the experience. You yep. want the white glove treatment so you feel good about everything that's going on. It shouldn't be this mad dash and you feel pressure and you feel like you're trying to figure things out as you're going. You need a mentor, you need a coach through the process good. to really lead you down that path. I couldn't agree more. And it's and it's on both ends. Yeah. Right? Because it's a business relationship, but it's also trust, you know, and you have to have you both gotta be transparent with each other. You know, because when I'm sitting down at that client dinner, I'm also looking at is this not putting the money, not thinking about money, right? I'm seeing if this is gonna work for me as well. Yeah. Right? Because if I'm not feeling the energy and if I feel like something's off, then I will respectfully decline representing them. I will give them re, you know, recommendations on other people, but I'm very selective on making sure that the energy and that we're both going to be good fit for each other. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's a very personal experience. Absolutely, it is. Yep. Right? And you got and people, you have to be a great match. Yeah. And that's great advice for everyone out there that Lewis just gave. You got to make sure that's a match on both ends. Yeah. Right? Because, again, I mean, this is supposed to be a great time in your life. You purchase a home. You're stepping up as a buyer. You're getting your final home in a uh, retirement community. You know, so many different moving parts. You need to understand the person. Yeah. Make sure you're doing the right thing by them. And so many, and not to cut you off, but so many agents, you know, they see the money. They see the the, the numbers. And they see, oh, I have five buyers and I'm going to get more. You, There's not enough time in a day right. to to do all of that. And a good agent knows how much time that they have 
and manages their personal life because you have to take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to take care of your clients, mm -hmm. point blank. Right. Um, and that's really important. So you got to put the money on the back burner. Money is great. We all love it. But we have to, you know, humanity goes a long way and respect for your Yeah, clients. we talked about humanity a, yeah. a few times today, and I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I'm from the cut from the cloth of you do right by people, and people will do right by you. Yeah. Everything falls and into place. And money will follow. Yeah, money, yep. follow, money follows uh, the path of doing the right thing. Yeah. You kind know, of invert that thing, it's a disaster. Yeah. It's a short-term plan to a long-term problem or solution, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to shift gears a little bit, Lewis, and talk about the current interest rate market and how that's impacting the people that, that you're speaking to. So we all know that interest rates have, have went up yeah. over the course of the past year and a half. Do you find that changing buyer or seller's behavior? Yes. You know, it's, it's affecting everything, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, we are noticing that the sellers, you know, the aren't getting a, lo a lot more money over asking, right? Mm -hmm. we, we noticed that the buyer pool is being a little more selective on requests that they're looking for um, on a house or a property. But there's still buyers out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're sitting down now to talk about don't be afraid to buy, right? You know, and on the le lending side is, you know, and then the question I get all the time, is it a good time to buy? <laughs> you know, that's yeah, the magic the question that we're yeah. getting. And the, my answer is yes, I think it is a great time yeah. to buy because, you know, we all don't know, we don't have a magic ball and know where the market's going to go, but we do kind of know that we don't believe house prices are going to drop, mm -hmm. right? Um, things tend to go up, right? You've been in the business a lot longer than me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And when you look at whether or not it's a good time to buy, you know, I'm an analytical by nature. Yeah. And as a result of that, I look at things analytically, right? Yeah, of course. So... It, is it a good time to buy? Well, let's look at the facts. If we're waiting for interest rates to drop or prices to drop, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. And let's just say if we're waiting for interest rates to drop and interest rates drop and they go to 4% tomorrow, 5% tomorrow, all that's going to happen is the buyer pool is going to grow exponentially. Okay. Now, and I think the stat nationally is three more million buyers, potential home buyers, will hit the market. Well, if we have a limited inventory situation and 3 million buyers hit the market, what's going to happen? Interest rates are going to go up. I mm -hmm. read a great article by Barbara Cochran who said if interest rates do drop, that you're probably going to see values go up by about 15%. Wow. And so we're, we wait for interest rates or we wait for values to come down. I mean, there's limited inventory. Building's been at a, building new homes that it's, is at its lowest level since like the 1960s, when yeah. you look at the past decade. So there's not enough inventory, there's not enough homes hit, hitting the market. So you know, short of some sort of massive recession going on or something that we can't really foresee, I see we've continued high rates, continue, and I say high loosely, right? Yeah. When you look at them on a 50-year average, they're actually a little bit under that. So Because when my parents bought I think, what, 14, 15 percent? Mm -hmm. You know, yes, granted, home prices were a lot lower. Yeah. But, you know, look at, you know, but also groceries and everything else was a lot lower. And You, you know, know what's really time. interesting about that, though, Lewis? When you look at the affordability index during that yeah. time, so when interest rates had spiked in like 1981 or 82, uh, 
the percentage of your monthly income that was going in as compared to how much your mortgage payment was, was about 48%. Wow. So it's really high. When you look at where things are at today, it's at about 29%. So from an affordability standpoint, people forget you make more money today. Yeah. And we're making more money Ultimately today. Ultimately we, we do, of course, then, yeah. right? When you look at it big picture, I don't know. I mean, I don't really think that, I, I'm a cut from the same cloth where I believe that now's always the right time to buy. We know that mortgages, or excuse me, we know that real estate is going to traditionally appreciate at 4% per year, 4.5% per year. And we know that rent's going to appreciate at 6 plus percent per year. Check my next topic, rent. Right. Let's break down rent and how expensive rent is. Yeah. I mean, you see it because you've helped customers that are looking to rent yeah. as well. I mean, how much have you seen things go, go up over the course of the past five years? almost to me, 50% on some units that I'm showing, you know, New Jersey rentals are, are at the utmost high right now. Right. Um, you know, and it's, if you really break it down to them and a perfect example is, is it a good time to buy? Well, let's see what your renting price is, right? right? And if you're throwing out, I had one client almost 75,000 a year in rent, Wow. right? For a, a one, a one bedroom with a, with a loft. Um, that's a lot of money. Sure. And that money could be investing in real estate that ultimately, after a certain period of time, is only going to make you money, right. right? Yeah. I mean, the media, I think the stat is the median rental in New Jersey for one bedroom right now is somewhere about $2,800 a month. It's a big, it's a big number. It's a lot. It's a big number, and it's not going to go down. There's no rent control in the state of New Jersey. No. Nope. You know, some municipalities will have some things in place, but state of New Jersey doesn't have any laws on rent control. Nope. And those towns that do have, you know, you know, certain percentage of units that are rent controlled, the application process, I had a client filled one out. The application process is years on waiting to get into one of those reduced housing. So And it's, it's harder to qualify oh yes. to rent a property yep. than it is to purchase a property right oh yes. now. How crazy is that? Very crazy because there's so much demand yeah. that now the 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 buildings, developers you know, the rental units, they're, they're being picky on credit scores, um, your background checks, you know. So I've had clients that have having a hard time to find a rental right? Um, because of the demand. And, you know, again, I don't see that changing nope. anytime soon. So is it a good time to buy? Yes, it's a good time, good time, to, time buy. to buy. It always is. Yeah. And there's a reason why hedge funds are purchasing real estate. They're I should tell you something. That's just a big sign. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these are people a lot smarter than I am. Yeah. Right. And they're they're purchasing property because you get the long term appreciation of the value of the home, plus you get the annuity of the rental income yeah. coming in as well. It's a great investment. It's a great investment for a hedge fund. Should be a great investment for a consumer, and get in before they buy too many of them. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right? what us. How scary is that? It's yeah. really scary. You know, and. Bring it back to the point, get a really good real estate agent to get you something before it gets even worse, you know, and helps you through the process. So, Lewis, I have one final question for yeah. you. We talked about how difficult it is for people to buy and sell and different things like that and picking the right real estate agent. Why would someone reach out to you? What could you do for them? I have, you know, patience. I care ultimately for my clients. Mm -hmm. um, my clients are my world, right? Um, and persistence, especially sure. in this challenging market, you know, that's very important. It's a, a really, really good experience to have a client that respects you 
and you respect them and you, you're on that journey together. Yeah. You know, because it's ultimately, it's, it's a journey and, you know, we're part of each other's lives for that journey together. And maybe even longer because a lot of clients become friends. I have a lot of friends from this. <laughs> and, you know, I can it's, see that with you, Lois. It's, yeah, we have, and I hold these events at these parties where I invite all my clients and it's, it's a really good experience. And it makes That's me feel wonderful. good because I'm helping people out. Yeah. And that's what it all ultimately comes down to. That's fantastic, Lewis. Listen, I know you're really busy. Yeah, thank you. Serving your buyers and your sellers. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate we appreciate it. everyone watching the show, listening to the show on podcasts. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham. Produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in and we look forward to catching up with you next week.